And we we are live. We are back. This is the Draft Season Podcast. We are here for a very special episode, an episode that none of us saw coming at the beginning of this year. If we told you that, we'd be lying. Um, it is your boy, Young Raz, coming live from where I often do. I'm here with my player partner, Sean 5K. Talk to him. You already know we're in the building. Another Draft Season film room breakdown for your head tops. And you definitely know it's um like like you said, Raz, um, one of the one of the best stories of, of the NBA. One of the things that we you know, the the people, the the prognosticators, the, the analysts, you know, all the talking heads. This is something that nobody nobody guessed, nobody predicted the breakout season from, from one Julius Randle coming out. Except my partner that I actually have on the hey, show with us, you hey, know, hey, hey. to the extent of of the prediction, you know, to, to each his own. But you know, I got my dog Anf. And for what it do, appreciate uh shout out to you making your draft season debut, man. Appreciate oh. you hopping on here, man. Appreciate y'all, man. You know, I don't really I don't really talk basketball online or like that, but you know what I'm saying? I had to come on here and spread the agenda a little bit for my man Julius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, and we going we going um shout out to the film room. If you in the um if you're in the room, um definitely gonna throw this on YouTube. Also for the Periscope. If you got any questions or anything, definitely hit us up in the Periscope. We're gonna be talking Julius Randall. Um and all the above. So Raz, um, I mean, yeah, just just starting with you for the for the Randall, and then I mean, we'll get my dog Anthony here for a second. But um, yeah, man, Julius Randall, you know, most improved conversation, MVP conversation. You know, yeah. as a Knicks fan, somebody who watched a lot of Julius Randall last year, familiar with um, you know, his brand from college and and you know, different stops from the Lakers to to the Pelicans. What have you seen from from this this change, Julius Randall? This year, my guy. Well, I'm a let me let me back up on that because I have to be I have to be respectful and I have to be I have to eat crow, as you would say. <laughs> um I didn't see this shit coming. Um I was on the trade <laughs> trade Julius Randle bandwagon. The moment last year ended, honestly. Last year was abysmal, as you could see, like the Knicks were awful. He was a black hole, a turnover machine. He was shooting too many threes, uh, wouldn't pass out triple teams. Like, Julius Randle was a menace last year. Like, it was bad basketball. And, like, to be fair, what he had around him was not great. But with that same breath, the team hasn't changed much this year other than the addition of the rookies and just some structure with coaching and from up top. A better RJ, but it's the same. It's the same. I mean, but RJ's improval – has a lot to do with the whole – I think it's just the system at this point. Like, I think everybody's playing a little bit above their heads. But in terms of Julius Randle, it's just like his jump shooting, that's the first thing we'll go in. His jump shooting has improved. Like, the jump shot is falling. I don't – the mechanics look about the same. I don't know what's different, right? He's he's passing out of, <laughs> he's passing out of triple teams. He's making the right plays. He, he has worked on his body, though. I will say that. Like in terms of being like a physical specimen this year, he's that's a uh, uh, a Greek god if they ever had one. Like he's worked out this whole off season. Like I he think he's, his- he's moving lighter. He's moving lighter on his feet, and you can tell that. And I don't know if that has a. I feel like it has something to do with his like the the lower synchronization of his body with his shooting motion. Because yeah, like I said, we don't like the. He hasn't really changed his form too much. But but just everything is much more consistent. Not to cut you off though, right? You think? No, I'm just saying. I mean, he went in there with Chris Brickley. Apparently, that shit works on <laughs> everyone except I don't know Frank Nilakina. But like, it's one of those things where it's just like I 
I don't this this whole he's changed the Knicks outlook over the next two, three years, bro. Like things are things are different now. It's not like we were expecting this rebuild legitimately to take four to five years. Like, and we was like, is Tibbs the guy for a rebuild? I was I was bashing the Tibbs higher too. But like Tibbs has brought a culture to this team and Julius Randle and them boys, because I'm not just gonna put it on Randall. But like he's obviously the major catalyst, but the whole squad, the addition of Derrick Rose, which I questioned at the trade deadline, everything about this team has an identity. And that's something the Knicks has have missed for the last 10 years. Like since the three to the dome, Knicks with Rasheed Wallace and all them, since that we haven't had an identity. So it's just one of those things where it's like the 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 trajectory of the New York Knicks has changed because of the way Julius Randle is playing. Like nobody feels like they're coming here handcuffed anymore like you have Randall and you have RJ Barrett and you feel like you can build from there so I think for, for you Anf, and, and like I said Anf, you know and follow is my guy so he followed a lot of, of young Julius Randall right. and you know a lot of the you know if we talk about the skill set and he came into the league with an NBA body and you know there's a couple things just in his, his development in general that I feel like people might have understated or you know just strictly ignored about you know, the effect that they have. So when we talk about somebody who, you know, this is this is age 26 season and it's it's his full breakout. And, you know, it, this is, it's such a fascinating case which is exactly why we had to break this down. But Julius Randle wasn't a bad NBA player before this. He wasn't a bad NBA player the year before either. Right. Now, you know, we talk about this and when we really talk about, <laughs> I feel like you, you can make the empty stats argument for anybody that's on a team that sucks. It doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> it's his fault. But if you're, if you're losing and you're, you know, if you're losing, the stats are empty if you really want to look at it like that. But for, for Julius in particular, and we talk about his impact on the game, one thing for me watching Julius, and this is this has been my favorite thing as somebody who, you know, I have tweets in the stats. Go pull them up if you want. I've compared his his past basketball IQ to that of a double-A Duracell battery. You know, it'll be times, it'll be times when when he was driving. And, but this, this is, I'm also eating eating, eating, eating crow here. And he's like, bro, I'm not making this up, but sometimes you would see, um, and we talk about the vision and you talk about guys, we spoke about this earlier when we talk about Jokic and, and these guys just see passes that other guys don't, you know, sometimes this is a trait. Some guys have it, some don't, you can't really even develop that. And in particular with, with Julius, it can also be a thing of reps. And when we talk about Julius earlier in his career, he also didn't get a lot of primary reps. And so, but to bring it to you, Anf, what have you seen that's really changed the most for Julius Randle this year? Because it's scary because he put it all together, and now we're looking at somebody who is is looking at it like a lock for an All NBA team. So, right. what, what have you seen for somebody who's watched his career, um, seen what he's done bad in the past, seen what he's improved on? What's been your just total read on Julius this year? Well, everything that that we're seeing, like from Julius this year, I think all revolves around the improved jump shot. Like you got into the whole thing with his IQ and things like that. Uh, I think that him having a jump shot has eliminated a lot of the problems that we see in the past as far as him like over penetrating and spinning into the lane and things like that. Like Julius Randle, I don't I don't care what anybody says. I've watched pretty much every game he's played over the past, what, five years or so. And he's always been this guy, like from a playmaking standpoint, as far as being able to read the floor this way and make these kind of passes. Like one thing that like, made me want to watch him more like it was looking at his playmaking like in summer league and things like that and you would see like the drive and kick game and he would be able to throw passes on time on target hit people in the shooting pocket like that's the kind of stuff I look for when I'm like evaluating a player and he's always like had that in his game 
but the thing that was hampering him from like fully exploiting it was he couldn't shoot. So it becomes this thing when you're like trying to be this alpha guy, you're trying to find your way in the league. A lot of people like to see plays that don't happen and they like attribute it to IQ and things like that. But when I would see Julius Randle make like certain decisions he would make on the floor, it would be a question of whether or not he chose to like not make the pass and wanted to go get the bucket as opposed to like not seeing it at all. So yeah, it would be more so a, a thing where he's just trying to go get a bucket. Like he made his mind up. I'm about to go get this bucket. But the only way he can go get it is to bullet those through four people. Like, it's not that he doesn't <laughs> see it. You know what I mean? Going left. He's just, he just, he's trying to get to where he's trying to get to. He's trying to get some buckets. Hard right, spin left. Right. Into three, four people. Hey, <laughs> that's what it used that's, to be. That's a function of, of the roster, though. Like, back yeah. last year, like, it was him, Marquis, like, <laughs> Bobby Porter's be on the floor at the same time. They all occupying the space. <laughs> RJ couldn't shoot yet. Like, it's just no. a lot of things going on that um kind of worked against them last year like as far as like uh the playmaking and the shooting oh what's up what's up mario uh (laughs) but like he had the improvement in shooting as well and like like i was telling y'all before i kind of saw like an improvement coming because i didn't think he was that bad of a shooter like if we go back to the new orleans days and things like that what we would see is like he would take these shots and they wouldn't be like bad misses they would what I would see is him missing on the same part of the rim like every time, like their distance misses. He's missing short and stuff like that. So I thought it was something that could be fixable to like a 35%, 36% range eventually. But this guy that we're seeing now with all the off the dribble shooting and all this, I, I had no idea that this dude was going to show up. And once you once you saw the shooting like improve, then we get into the playmaking. And he's kind of been making, he's been making these plays for a long time. They're just yeah. more consistent. Because he has one, he has a better system to make them in, and two, he's a better player as far as the jump shot is concerned. So he doesn't have to take an extra dribble. He can pull the dribble out and either shoot or pass. Like he doesn't have to go to the uh, restricted area and then decide to make a decision. That's why he does the spin a lot, and he's trying to swim through six people. Like because he he's made up a decision that he's going to go and get as far as he can, and then he's going to pass it. He was a reactionary passer now, but now he's a little more proactive because he has a little more tools in his bag to like. Really so, make it Yeah, I mean, my question to everyone is just, you know, obviously the arenas aren't full right now, um, so basketball will look different in a right. year or two. In the how playoffs. Much, yeah, in the playoffs <laughs> for sure, but how much is this sustainable for him is my question. Like, So I don't expect him to go out there and shoot fucking 43% next year. I don't. I can't expect that. Would I like it? Right. Of course. Sign me up, but I just I can't I can't expect I can't expect it, right? Where do we think where where does his where's his median? Where does where does everything come back to not normal? Because he's obviously he's proven this year alone, he's proven to me that he has the ability to be a top 30 NBA player every year if he wants to, right? So and 30 yeah, that's his floor. Like 30, you know, he can he can be better than that, but he's the like the way he's playing right now, he can't be any worse. There's no there's not 29. Are 31 players in the league better than him at this current juncture? So my thing no, is, no, no, no. when, where, where, when he comes down to some type of like, all right, bro, you're human. <laughs> where, where does what does that look like for him? Or is this it? Because if this is it, then we got to max him right now, super max Francisco Lindor <laughs> contract. Like, I feel, gotta, I feel, I like, gotta, I, right I feel like you gotta. I feel like they have to max him regardless at this yeah. point. And I think, I think he's a. I think he's a building block that you that you move forward with. And and Raz, we had this conversation on the podcast earlier in the season, but yeah. you know, the the improvements and the, you know, 
I just think the game to game consistency has been something that, you know, I think that's really what's setting him apart here. Cause you know, that this is what we talk about. If we're talking about, you know, flow of the game and being able to make it, that's been the most interesting subplot of this to see his, him making reads. And you talk about those cross, those cross court skip passes that he's making, you know, with his eyes closed at this point, you know what I'm saying? Those that's just as important to me as, you know, he's shooting 40% from three, you know what I'm saying? That, that looks amazing. But, you know, there's going to be even even expecting some regression to the shot, his floor game and and what he's shown as a decision maker, honestly. And, you know, even even with the defense, you know, I feel like, you know, some in the past he, he was on some really horrible. He was on some really horrible. That's a damn take, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad at it. Though. I'm not mad at it. I agree. I mean, you know, friend of the show, shout out Ezel. Um, we were um we were just talking about that shit today in the group chat, bro. Like Steph, he said, and he I'm gonna quote him on this one. He said that light skinned boy got a hold on the media right now. And now Steph is playing out of his fucking mind, but like the Knicks might have home court advantage. Like, what are we talking about right now? Like the Knicks might have home court advantage. We thought we didn't we thought they might not be a lottery team this year. Like, that's basically what we were going into. Like, and Vegas, Vegas had it completely wrong. Vegas had them at, what, 20 wins or some shit like that? 23? Yeah. We, Shout we out to the homies the- Jason in the building. Wish I could live in the yeah, state. Yeah, go ahead, Gambling, man. <laughs> I we, passed, that. we passed that a half. We passed that a month and a half ago. So mm-hmm. it's just like. Yeah. About to have a winning record know? for the first time in who knows how long. It would be. This is a big years. story, man. It's not, yeah. it's not something to poo-poo, man. These, these are. You know, and you can make the arguments about they're beating up on a lot of bad teams. But Raz, um, and and, and I, I feel like to answer Raz's question, like obviously they were supposed to beat the bad team, though. That's my point. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> going, going back, I mean, I mean, going back, I mean, going back to the question about his um the stabilization of Julius's shot. I think even if we project him around you know thirty five to thirty seven, with the rest he does, that's more than enough. So I think I think with you, Raz, as somebody who watches a lot of these games, and we're just talking about, and this real, this real is from uh, this is basically a lot of the highlights from um, the Knicks nine game win streak um, recently, and just the, the the MVP level that Julius is playing right right now, and and it's crazy, and you see the nonstop motor, and we talk about the marriage between Tibbs and who knew that Tibbs and and Julius Randle was a match made in heaven? Who knew? I didn't see that coming, but it, it's just it's just been a, a marvelous you know, duo for the two of them. But Raz, what would have been, especially just in general, uh, what have been your favorite Julius moment performances? Or like, when was it that it was just like, holy shit, this guy is like, he really took a, a jump of some level. Honestly, I'm going to tell you, it was more so of a blooper than of anything. That game against the Nets where he, um, he traveled and he was that angry with the ref and and angry with himself too he had to be but one of those things where it was just like all right i don't know if two years ago he has the same reaction right maybe not even last last year might have it because of just frustration of how bad the team was but like his desire to win in that one moment showed me everything i needed to know like tibbs is tibbs is really rubbed off on this whole team like tibbs rubbed off on him like he's like the embodiment of this culture that they have but then it's just like it'll be shit like where he'll be on the bench for three minutes because that's all the rest Tibbs giving him, <laughs> and, and the Knicks and the, <laughs> for the game. Hell <laughs> my boy, man. <laughs> the, the Knicks, the Knicks are your Knicks will be down, 
or they'll they'll go they'll you know they'll let a team back in because the Knicks are must see theater. Like the Knicks are never gonna just blow someone out. You gotta tune in for every game. So the the he'll come and he'll just get that common basket, or he'll make the right pass to to yeah, RJ yeah. who can fucking shoot from the corner now all of a sudden. So it's just like that, it's no. That's what I was. That's what I was getting at. It's the newfound composure, especially like. Yeah. You know, maneuvering out of the pick and roll as a primary, which he is right now, and you know, rushing a throw like timing is everything when you're when you're in the pick and roll, whether you're trying to create for others or score. But yeah, man, especially like whenever they need a bucket, you know, he's he's always been that common force. Um, so I think I think even even for you, and because we we spoke about this off air, but mm. can we just talk about you know the how comical it was coming out? First of all, it was disrespectful to both of them in oh, <laughs> in hindsight. Goodness. Oh my but God. um, you know, it was you know people people use Julius Randle as like a a worst case scenario type of outcome for one Zion Williamson. You know, I would take either of those dudes on my team at any point. But like, can, can you like, what was your thoughts on that? Like, can we just talk about how you know disrespectful that was in general, man? Like, it, it, it was it was super disrespectful to both of them, Julius in particular. I don't think people realize like what they were saying when they were talking about Julius Randle. I mean, uh, <clears throat> Zion being Julius Randle with, with hit like with hops, like because one of the things that Julius had a problem with, like one of the only things that was stopping him from like being a dominant force already, and he was still getting twenty and ten regularly. Mm-hmm. He really can't explode that that great in space, right? But yeah, yeah. Even with those limitations, a little even with those limitations, he was still a problem for anybody who was trying to guard him, right? But and now so, he can shoot. And di- but, <laughs> but even if he didn't learn how to shoot, you take yeah. him with that already physical profile and the dribbling ability and the speed that he has, and you give him Zion Williamson hops, like nobody's messing with that dude, bro. Like yeah. this is, that's, that's only person that could stand up to that guy is like Giannis and LeBron, like in terms of like. And fucking Carl Malone. Right. <laughs> like, like, Carl Malone, the only nigga that would be strong enough to go to. Pound for pound, like nobody's stopping him. And he, he going through you regardless. But if he jumping yeah. over you too, like he's going to be an even different problem because like it's not as much wear and tear on him. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like that was just highly disrespectful to both of them. I think a lot of people. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people under under underrated Julius's playmaking last year, and we've seen that now. Like I'm like, because I didn't know Zion had his playmaking that he got in his bag. He man, he was yeah, making crazy Zion, passes Zion. in that Wolves game. He was doing. He was he was acting. Yeah, down downhill downhill. There's nothing you can do about Zion. Right, Zion. Zion's up. very good at basketball. Let's. I want you know that's a hot take. I want everyone right. to hear that Zion's very good at basketball. So like, it, it was crazy to where man, bold, bold if true. <laughs> yeah, he, he was going with a lot. He got a lot of comps though. Zion coming out got like I remember people saying like if he loses his athleticism, he's just gonna be Zach Randolph. I'm like, first of all, let's not disrespect fucking Again? Zach Randolph. Like, what's like what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> like, Again, like, like Zach Randolph was a very good basketball player. What the fuck are we talking about here? His oh, his ceiling is Zach Randolph. All right, cool. Sign me up. Sign me up. Are talking about? <laughs> like, what, the, what are we talking okay. about, bro? We can um, litigate if a, a, a top pick is worth that, but like it's Zach Randolph, like you know what you're gonna get if it's, if yeah. that's who he is. Like you know you're gonna get an NBA starter for a long time, like a, a long solid, time, a solid dude. Like and at this and point, ready. that's what you're looking for. Like people want to look for superstars and stuff like that, but drafting you want to make sure you get somebody that can play regardless. Like yep. if he's a superstar, he'll yep. become that. But like if his if his floor is that guy, like you you take a chance on that guy. Yeah, sure. so I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Raz. No, no, yeah, I was just, I was just agreeing. I'm just like, yeah, like if the floor is fucking Zach Randolph, 
And it's like, damn, I got the third pick. What should I do? Yes, give me the guy with the fucking 20 and 10 floor. Sure. He can't jump over a piece of paper, but I'll take it. Like right. he he clearly figured out how to get buckets in this league for a long time. So the way that people just disrespect a lot of these players to and I get what they're doing. They're trying to big up the talent of the new kids, but it's like, bro, like Zach Randolph, Zebo, like I'm not even thinking about like Memphis Grizz. Like, just think about what he was on the fucking Blazers. Like, even when he had to stop in New York, like we stunk, but he was still good. Like <laughs> Yeah, nah. He, he, a shot to Zebo, man. If you still got that mid, if you're interested, you know. Uh, but yo, <laughs> yo, staying staying on Julius. The question I answered to you, and this is this is recently, but yo, his his performance against the Hawks a couple weeks ago, man. Like, you know, if you were still a, a non-believer, if you were still yeah. a non-believer on the on the Julius train, you know, he put up like 44, 11, and like nine, I think. You know, and that wasn't even the best part because like coming down the stretch. You know, he was Trey Young couldn't breathe. He couldn't get a, a inch of of airspace trying to go ISO on on Julius at the end of those games. And you know that just talks about it because we're talking about somebody who also has taken another level, another step on defense. And yeah. you know, you can talk about you can talk about and even with Zion. Zion still has to you know. And I think this is actually this would actually be a, a, a improvement you want to see from Zion in the future. And I think probably like a glimpse that it might not happen overnight, even though it still might be in there. But yeah, even Julius on defense, you know, you know, he, I, I don't know, like you said, I don't know what it is. The Tibbs just like sprinkle all of his Tibbs dust on him, and he <laughs> he, he came out a different player. Like that's what but it's, the, it's, it's, it's the whole team, players. bro. The whole team plays defense now. Like I would never say Derrick Rose is the defender, but as this veteran that he is now on the team, he's even bringing it. Like I just feel like that Tibbs dust is. It's potent. Like, I've – bro, I have no words for what I'm watching. Julius Randle locks up. There's still been plays where he's been a little lazy on defense and Tibbs gets in his ass and he's back. Like, it's just one of those things where it's just like Tibbs was really the coach that Julius Randle needed. And, shit, even R.J. Barrett, he needed him too. Yeah, no, nah, all right. So let's let's hop in. Uh, let's let's take a look at the, the numbers real quick, the mathematics on – on Julius Randle, obviously we love the film, but let's just see what the numbers say on Randle because, like I said, for this for this breakout, you know, sometimes you need the numbers to to validate the breakout. But if you've been watching, you've been paying attention, you don't need the numbers on this one because you know what I'm saying even comparing to the same way, like if you're losing, it's, it's empty, it's empty stats, and once you start winning, I guess you know the stats have a little substance to them. But for Julius, we don't even need to look at it. But let's take a deeper look. Um, all stats are courtesy of Cleaning the Glass. So, um, one of one of the first numbers I want to look at. So we're talking about. He's at a um, 29.9 usage percentage, which is a 97 percentile. So we're talking about somebody, we're talking about a big man who the ball is in his hands a lot. So let's talk about primary. That backs up with what we're seeing. 26.3 assist percentage, which is in the 97 percentile among big men. Um, Raz, only five other big men in the NBA have an assist percentage higher than 26.3. Any guesses, my brother? Can you hit the five? Um, Jokic. One we have to be one. Um, That's one. And are we going with traditional big men? It's big or, man, bro. Big man. I mean, is, is Ben Simmons a big man? Like, what are we doing? That's what I'm asking you. I think he. I think Ben Simmons is in this, but I think I think Julius is a six percentage is higher than this. He's not on this list. Oh, well, that's, ben is a, that's Ben is a, he's a big man, but it. yeah, no. Seems <laughs> we're 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 all right. Um, hmm. cat. Nope. No. Julius is higher. 
the fuck? Actually, um, for the sake for the sake of for the sake of for the sake of argument, Ben Ben is on the list. I think he's he's under he's under here for point guard, but he's a he's a big man. He's a big man, bro. That all right, I'm just trying to well, understand. Um, <laughs> yeah, fine, fair, fair enough, fair enough. We had to add a we had to have, add a caveat to the trivia, but yeah, you got Ben, you got Jokic. Who else? Mm, Jeremy Grant. Nope. No. Oh. Who the fuck is wheeling and dealing then? Fucking Thaddeus Young. Anybody in the chat? Anybody in the chat got any guesses? (laughs) Thaddeus Young. (laughs) Like that's what I'm trying to think. Sabonis. That's that might be a good one. That's one. That's one. That's another one. Shout out to Denzel. That's another one. Uh, So So we got Sabonis. We got Sabonis. We got Jokic and who? Giannis. Giannis is a big man. (laughs) He counts. Giannis is another one. There's there's two more. There's two more. Uh, Vucevic. Anybody else in the chat? Vucevic is not in there. Nope. Anybody else in the chat got a got a guess? Hey, if you got a guess, uh, I'm running out of fucking big men that could even see the floor right now. Hold on, I'm trying. I'm trying to think too. I can't. Zion. I mean, there we go. Shout out to the boy Uno in the chat. Oh. Draymond is definitely one of them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Draymond. It's one more. It's one more. It's, it's, it's not Zion. It's not Zion. Oh, it's not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Zion. Just start getting busy. Bam is Bam yeah, is a good one. not up there yet, okay. but that's a that's elite that's elite company if we're talking about for for Julius. So I think even going a little bit into into the clean the glass profile, um, if you're talking assist to usage percentage, which is another advanced metric, it's pretty good when you talk about you're just talking about the role, um, you know, because turnover percentage it doesn't really equate for how much the ball is in your hand, um, and you know you look at guys like Westbrook, you look at Harden, Luca, those guys also have high turnover percentage, so it's not really like oh he has high turnover percentage. He's not a good playmaker. Um, assisted usage, uh, 0.88, which is in the 88th percentile. So that's another – it just tells you about, you know, for how much the ball has been in Julius's hands. He's been, you know, taking care of the ball and, and you know, obviously just a, a common presence of the office in general. So I think um, even and even going into the into the, some more of the shooting numbers a little bit, you know, like you said, Amp, Amp, he's more of a – he gets his – he gets his buckets in the paint off of just like pure motor and, and not giving up. Um, he he's only in 60, 60th percentile finishing at the rim, but you know right. you can also like there's some caveats to that. He takes some of the some of that is shot selection. You know if he takes a little higher percentage, I, I would believe his his um, percent at the rim would go up. Um, but also like he's also great on the offensive rebound. So I think even like his rim percentage is probably a little lower than he is um in general. Um, looking at the because getting to the real numbers here, um, 93rd percentile among big men on all threes over 334 attempts for Julius Randle. We're talking that's that's elite on 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 volume as well. That's just that's elite. You can't do anything about that. Um, 42% on non-corner threes, which is also also an amazing number. And 75th percentile, 40% three, 43% on corner threes. So yeah. Julius is yo, it's going up and it's going in, bro. That's just basically what it is. I have more. That was that's (laughs) not even all of them, to be honest. Because if you look at it, 40% on pull-up threes, which pull-ups are the hardest shots in in basketball. If you told me Julius Randle was shooting 40% of three, I just would not believe you. I would say you're smoking dust. Stop. You know, like it's not a thing. 43, 43% on catch and shoot, 41% on on corner threes, 46% effective field goal percentage on isolation, 75th percentile. You know, this is just—it's it, hard to come up with more, you know, superlatives to talk about how Mark damn good he's been in, man. Fucking Bernard King, like this shit doesn't make any sense, bro. Like when he hits that, when he starts that, um, that post up when he sweeps across the paint, 
and he puts it. I haven't. I haven't thought that shot is gonna miss in the, like the last thirty games, bro. Like, 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 that's, like, that's the one shot he had last year that I thought was relatively consistent. He was doing that last year too. But like, it's it's automatic. This like, like everything right. seems to be automatic. But like that one where he can, he's post you and he's sweeping left and he's and he's turning around and it, I'm like, yo, that's a basket. When it doesn't go in, I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, man. And that's what well, we have right now. And I think that's. I think that might be the most ridiculous part of this whole this whole season in my mind. It's just that when Julius Randle misses a shot, I'm shocked. And and honestly, the numbers, the numbers back that up because he looked like off of spot spot up point per shot percentage. He's in the 83rd percentile, even on <laughs> even on defense. And 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 even even on defense about what I mentioned, you know, we talk about like some of their best lineups have been Julius playing the five, obviously. Or, or just like even playing besides Nerlens and, and what he's done as a as a weak side rim protector, he's 88 percentile in in rim contests per 75. So you know he's also he's also giving it his all on defense. So yeah, man, shout out to the guy Julius Randle, man. He's I, I could I have a bunch of numbers. He's top 10 in in points created. He's top five in corner threes created. You know Julius Randle has has had a ridiculous season. Um, you know, final takes here, guys. And like, what's 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 next for it? What's what's next for Randall's man? We, we talking this year or the future? What are we talking about? What's in the future, man? What's in the what's in the future, man? We talking look, championship man. MVPs? What's, hey. What are we talking, man? Hey, look, banners look, and MSG. Okay. What's the like? What's I was telling y'all earlier, like this ain't this ain't even the final form of Julius, man. Like he out there creating all his <laughs> offense by himself <laughs> with no point guard, like. People forget like that that last year in LA, Julius was a problem like as a finisher at the rim, just based off of being a role man. Like, and he hasn't done that at all this season, really. Like, he'll get the ball in the mid and he'll like shoot the ball. He's not attacking the rim like that. So if if he, if he keeps this shooting up and he he gets that extra point guard help where he can get easier baskets, he might be in the 27, 28 range, and you're gonna have to put him in any MVP conversation. I think he could get one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the voters going, you know what I'm saying? But I think I, in the realm of all possibilities, in the realm of all possibilities, there's no there's no problem with me saying that he could probably get one. I don't I don't know if it's going to happen, but you know what I'm saying? Just in the idealistic world, I think he can get one. I think that it just depends on who the guy is they get next to him. Above all anything. Right, I'll let you Yeah, no, Raz, I'll let I'll let you I'll let you take us out of here, but um, you know, Quick, quick answer, Anf, um, just to see where you at with this. If you had to, if you if you had to build a team to win a playoff series this year, mm-hmm. and you had to choose between Julius Randle or Ben Simmons, who are you taking? Gun to your head. I'm taking Randle. <laughs> like, let's go. If, if, if he's the if if he's the, if he's the fulcrum, if, if he's the fulcrum of your team, like Julius does a lot of things that it's going to benefit the team as a whole that doesn't involve like passing. Like he, he puts pressure on the rim and he draws fouls at a high rate, like just things you need to like win games. Like we love Ben Simmons. He's a great defender and things like that. But like the, the, the amount of offensive output he gives you might not be enough to like just win a series flat out. It's just, I don't think it's enough, but I think Julius can get you there and the defense can pick him up where it needs to be picked up as opposed to like trying to pick up offense on the other end. I don't think you can do that as easily. Oh man. I, mean, I would love to have him on this. I would love to have the, yeah, that shit was incredible. That was a, what kind of commercial was that? That's for Clippers or something? <laughs> we don't got our budget back right yet, man, but we, we almost did, man. We, we work with what we got. Um, uh, nah, I think, 
I think honestly, I would love to see Ben Simmons run the pick and roll for Julius Randle, man. But that's a different story. But uh, that would be sickening, honestly. Um, just they from can, a line, they can a both line do of both. Yeah, <laughs> that would be Play a both roles, man. Yeah, so it's just like I think you know, Spider-Man to you, yeah. <laughs> right? To not your point, it's not even Julius can shoot. If if Ben Simmons if Ben Simmons pops up shooting forty percent from three, that's like catch the Holy Ghost in church and fainting level. Hey, like man, he, need to, he need to link up with RJ, man, because RJ shooting with the wrong hand too. He, they need to figure something out. <laughs> Raz, <laughs> Raz, you know exactly what I'm talking about with the old lady in church passing yeah. out catching the Holy Ghost. That's oh, if yeah, Ben yeah. Simmons pop up shooting shooting forty percent from three. That's the level of reaction I would have. I seen I seen a meme the other day said a nigga nigga said he faked the Holy Ghost in church and had all the hoes on his dick. I mean that's 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 a, that's, that's a pioneer right there. But but um now nah, I mean bro like I don't know if RJ shooting with his wrong hand yet because this shit is going in right now. So as, I as can't a, as a person who used to shoot left handed and is right handed like the way he misses shots like like the way they off a little bit like I, they look real familiar to me. And I think he confirmed that he was right-handed. I think he told Stephen A that he was actually right-handed. I think he did. I think I think that is true. I think that but, is true. Oh, that boy. might be true. I think I, I, don't I, even, I don't even know if I want to fix it at this point, though. Nah, you know nah. Saying? I'm, like, saying, I'm saying he need to tell Ben what's going on. He need to oh, show Ben okay. what's up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if he figured out to this level, if he get Ben in the lab, you know what I'm saying, tell him to come to New York, <laughs> fix that, then <laughs> might be a whole bunch nah. of problems going on. Nah, we not oh, getting Ben Simmons, but let's work. And I guess in the re, in the reality of the situation, though, I I don't know if Ben um Ben Simmons. I don't know if Julius Randle gets MVP. He probably should <laughs> if he keeps this up. But he he's gonna be an All NBA player perennial, like going forward. Like I don't know how you could keep him out in in this one in the market. What team you on this year? He should he should be on the second team if it's up to me. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like nah, he should second, be second team. Second team, because who, who you, definitely like who you go who you go on the first team. You go Jokic. <sighs> do you no. put Jokic? Okay. MB might slide on that. They might do some hate. They shit, might. They man. probably. Both, they both got to argue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they both got to You got to get at the Jokic. Okay, Jokic, Jokic first team. Jokic first team. Second team. I mean, um, probably Giannis. As the other bit or the forward on that, so you go Jokic, Giannis, um, probably Luka. Maybe, yeah. He has an argument. He has an argument for second team All NBA, which you know it's a it's a victory, and we'll you know I, I mean he got to be on I there. Like it might be, no, no, no. You know, and I feel like the only thing that, that probably stop it might be some like media bitterness that that dudes might be hating, but that's neither here nor there. We don't get to that on another episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, yo, shout out to the boy Anf um for hopping on here, man. Um, definitely um a great NBA account you can follow. Anf, please tell the people where they can follow you and, and check out um uh, the content that you put out and, and you know, just you know witty witty tweets and, and things of that nature, all banter NBA things. Tell the people yeah, they can I'm getting you. back, I'm getting back in the content game pretty soon. But you can follow me on Twitter. Shout at- out Shooty Hoops, man. Shout out Shooty Hoops. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that channel. But on Twitter at uh A-M-P-H. Oh, E R K N E E. I can't even spell it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, on on YouTube, we got uh, movie pictures, shooty hoops. But that's another story for another day. But just follow me on Twitter, Anthony. You know I'm saying you see some tweets. I ain't as active as I was, but I'm getting back to it. You definitely getting it back. Shout out to Anth, man. Definitely be on the lookout for him. 
Raz, man. Um, final final takes. Anything you got before we got here, bro? Um, nah, man. I feel like any anything that's gonna come out of my mouth right now is just gonna be too hot of a take, and I'm just keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it real calm and just really enjoying what's been going on um, with the New York Knickerbockers Arch. this year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm just gonna keep it calm because as soon that's when shit go left for the for us fans, man. Like you know, we start right, talking right. crazy and then shit hit the fans. So as a Knicks fan, I, I beg and I urge all my Knicks fans just keep it calm, keep it cool. We got a, humble. Yeah, we got a we got a player. We have a we have a player, bro. We have a star. We have a complimentary young guy who can can turn into one. And we got a system right now. And you know, niggas up top haven't made no dickhead moves yet, which is as much as you can say. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's that. Yeah. You we should hang that. It's always a ticking time. What's always a ticking time bomb. I got Dolan in the room closet more. Do, Dolan, you know, got- chilling, man. <laughs> I mean, after they, they locked Dolan up, and then after I just saw this this Jets draft, bro, I'm just keeping it calm, bro. Like things are things oh, have man. been a lot worse in my life. Put it that way. So, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. That's been that's been another installment of the Draft TV podcast. Definitely, um, we'll be coming at you guys shortly with uh, um NFL draft, um, of all recap of all that good stuff. Um, and we definitely gonna we got an RJ Barrett from the breakdown coming to you guys soon. Definitely make sure you check out the YouTube page and follow us on Twitter. You guys see the podcast, we out of here, man.